This is Josh from Runaway 4, and you're listening to Pixelated Audio, Episode 144, Bonus Stage.
All right, welcome back to Pixelated Audio, a podcast focusing on game audio, its history, and the people behind it. We're your hosts, I'm Brian, and this is Gene. Hey everyone, today we're doing things slightly differently yet again, as we do often on the show. Specifically, our show is going to be focused entirely on VGM covers and remixes, arrangements, that sort of thing. Now, we've played some covers and remixes on past episodes, but I think this is the first time we've done an entire show around it. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, yes. So it used to be in the past, um, when it was James and I, we would do like a remix at the end, you know, kind of take out the show with a remix. And that was really cool. I don't know why we stopped. I think it's because... We picked so many really obscure stuff. There was just no remixes for it. So um, I think that's what kind of led down that. And then we kind of just forgot, I think, at that point. But uh, I always really loved like OC remix and uh, remixes and and cover bands and stuff like that. So uh, today's going to be a lot of fun. Yes. And that world has continued on in our absence, even though we haven't been representing it much. So the reason why we're talking about VGM covers will become clear very quickly as we introduce our friend and guest joining us all the way from Vancouver, Canada. Welcome to the show, Josh. Well, thanks, Gene. And thanks, Brian, both of you for having me. This is going to be really fun. Awesome. Is that your best American accent that you can do? <laughs> no. No, it's not. I don't know. I, I feel like I might embarrass myself if I try it. <laughs> awesome. Or embarrass so, you. Who knows? Yeah, it, probably a little of both. Um, <laughs> we had Josh on the show, actually, way, what, back in 2018? Once upon a time. Yeah, it was It was, it was episode 102. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's So it's been a while. We'll talk more about that later. But Josh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, let's see. What uh, can I say? I guess I'm here because I'm um, in the VGM scene. I play in a band here in Vancouver called The Runaway Four. Our shtick is putting together long, um, almost narrative kind of medleys uh, and just playing things like super hits next to deep cuts and just kind of building a theme around it. Um, yeah, and I also run a organization called Bonus Stage here in Vancouver, um, which I suppose we'll get into a little bit more of the meat of later on here. Yeah, that track that brought us in, because, you know, we're talking about the Runaway 4, it made sense to just bring in the show with that track, um, which was off their album Chaos Theater. And the track is called This Game is Broken. And uh, a, a little bit a little bit of a pun there. I couldn't figure it out. Like, how do you pronounce that? And I realized, oh, okay, I see. Makes sense. <laughs> Baroque, oh. yes. You know, it's it's actually a perfect encapsulation of what you mentioned earlier. You guys do a lot of medleys, which is one of the things I really love about the band. And uh, remind me, what are all the tracks that were in there? Because I think there's four or five. Mm-hmm, definitely. It's, we start out with the opening title theme from Final Fantasy IX. Uh, we go on then into Birth of the People from Act Razor, then followed by... Super Mario RPG Marguerite Margarita uh, up in the Cloud Kingdom there with the with the wily and buxom uh, villain that you have to face up there, Valentina. Uh, and then we have a little bit of columns uh, and to cap everything off, just a few number 7,777 from Katamari Damacy. 
adorable. (laughs) It's funny. Gina and I were just talking about columns the other day and uh, I was listening to the track. It just seemed fitting, but uh, yeah, really great track. And you know, final fantasy nine is one of my favorite final fantasy games of all time. So as soon as I heard that, I was like, yes, like it was a great way to start. Yeah. It's a clever, it's a clever take. I mean, the whole idea of taking Baroque tracks from a lot of different video games and stringing them together. It's one of those things that I feel like if you're in the VGM community, you're like, how do I bring all of these things together? And you, and that's what you did. (laughs) (laughs) So Josh, what's your, what's your role in the runaway four and how did you contribute to this track? Uh, well, I play guitar. Um, I, I usually manage a lot of the bookings and things like that, the shows, that sort of end of things. Um, and so, uh, this was, a an arrangement, uh, I should say it was mostly my arrangement, but oftentimes when we're putting medleys together, there will be a level of collaboration, you know, oh, like I, I had no idea about columns before we put this arrangement together. And so I got some good input, uh, from one of the other band members around that to include that just, um, you know, just to kind of flesh it out a little bit more between um, between Super Mario RPG and the Katamari track there. Um, yeah, and that's kind of more or less how things go in the band. You know, one of us will have a, a main idea or a theme with which to base a medley off of. And then from there, just kind of gathering info, other people's suggestions. And, uh, and from there, it's kind of like putting together a really fun and very time-consuming puzzle uh, just to see what pieces fit together naturally and making sure that there's a good flow between each of the tracks. So, Josh, how long have you guys been a band, like the Runaway 4? The Runaway 4 has been minted as such since 2014, so we've been active for about six years. Wow, it's like the same age as our podcast. Right about, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Um, Twinsies. Twinsies. Um, Why don't we imagine heaven? I, I got so many other things to... Okay, anyways, let's get to our next track here. Josh, what did you bring for us to share today? Uh, well, this is... Uh, the, the whole music um, selection that we're listening to is is curated from the lineup from Bonus Stages Virtual VGM Fest. And so we have up next a theme by Martial Art. This is their cover of Robocop from the Commodore 64.
I forgot to tell you I always loved you. That was the RoboCop theme arranged by martial art from RoboCop on the C64. Pretty wild track. I like it. It's got just enough like fuzz behind it to give it that really old like analog sound. I like it. I've heard so many arrangements of this one back in, uh, I want to say, Remix 64, is that was the site yep, was? Yep, yep. But the guitars really bring this one to life. It's a, it's a beautiful track. In fact, Mark Day brought this up when we were talking to him about Aqua Kitty, because he had a track that was based loosely off of this exact same theme. So glad it's coming back in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, what can you tell us about this track? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, well, I... I really have to give it to martial art um essentially i invited them to perform one of the virtual vgm fests for bonus stage and they took it as an opportunity to challenge themselves to essentially record and produce an entire ep in in their prep time leading up to the show and and so that's actually what they presented as their set was this newly uh crafted album for for everybody um and yeah, like I, I totally agree that this is uh, the guitars really make it. It's um, it's a beautiful, atmospheric kind of melancholic kind of track. Um, one that has been requested uh, of the Runaway Four to cover as well. But I think Martial Art did it. I, I don't know if we could do it more justice than that. Yeah, it was that was pretty good. It's got that really nice, just um, like I was saying, warm warmth to it. Um, it's very open and. And inviting, and I, I really like some of their arrangements. Martial art, I, I'm a, I'm a fan. Oh, they're a fantastic band. They're, they're global, aren't they? They're sort of distributed all over the world. Definitely, I know Mikhail's in Russia, in Moscow, I believe. Um, Jeffrey is over in Toronto, somewhere in Canada, anyways. And then, uh, and then I think the rest of them are sprinkled throughout the United States. Yeah. So. Let's bring it back to uh, Runaway 4 a little bit. We met Josh back in 2018 at MagWest 2. Um, Runaway 4 drove all the way down from Vancouver to San Jose just to be part of the event. And uh, they did a show in the jam space. Gene, you were running it that night, right? That's right. Yeah, they were in the jam space on Friday night. And then they did another show on the main stage on Saturday. And then Josh and his bandmate Chris were kind enough to join us on our live panel show the following Sunday morning when everybody was already tired. But uh, it was a really great (laughs) panel show. And we had a lot of people on. Um, I was just really impressed when you guys were willing to drive 15 hours just to get to this thing. Like We were a small event in year two. I don't even know what sort of possessed <laughs> you to come down, but I'm really happy that we met each other and it's really honestly changed my life for the better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're, you're a small guy and Brian, I, I'm sure that you are too. Um, <laughs> just, just teasing a little Masa bit. Menos. Yeah. Bri- Brian's yeah. all right. Brian's <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, um, but honestly, I, I think we were just really excited at having, you know, a reason to get down uh, into California because we had our first tour back in 2016 and we had meant to, to make it all the way down to San Jose, but uh, we roll into Portland and, um, you know, our next our next night is actually going to be like another huge drive to, uh, from Portland all the way to San Jose. Nevertheless, the booker calls us to let us know that the venue's water main had flooded the entire basement and so they couldn't use the building anymore. So we were just kind of forced to tuck our tails between our legs and, and high back to Vancouver 
and so you know we still had that itch to get down to California and and Mag West was was kind enough to book us so we were able to scratch that itch and come down and, and meet a lot of great people such as yourselves such as a lot of other prominent members of the VGM community who have just been super keen on on what we're doing and, and really supportive to lots of really great advice from from people who you know want to see us improve our sound see us improve our live show things like that um, yeah so I mean getting all the way down to mag west was besides being able to cover all of our expenses somehow with merchandise sales um yeah it was just a a really great trip nevertheless awesome so we talked to you on our panel back in 2018 so if if everybody wants to go back and and listen to that episode it was a lot of fun we had a lot of different bands talking about inspirational music and playing a track and i want to um, kind of reiterate on some of those things so could you tell us about your musical background because you're really involved in uh the vgm cover uh scene and stuff now yeah um let's see i I don't really have a huge musical background at least not um, professionally up until runaway 4 really i i kind of decided in what was it grade 11 that i wanted to become a guitar player i'd always been interested in entertainment and stuff like that and was usually involved in musical theater and and things like that but then i decided i really wanted to pursue pursue music a little bit more um so i decided to pick up a guitar and i think the first the very first track that i ever tried to teach myself by ear was the classic mario tune the uh <laughs> the Timeless. underground theme uh, absolutely the underground <laughs> yeah, theme yeah. came a little bit uh quicker except for you know the fast part at the end um <laughs> <laughs> yeah everybody yeah. knows that man <laughs> <laughs> but i just found that that vgm was such a fun and accessible way for me to learn about music because these were obviously themes that i had grown up with um, things that are just embedded into my brain, things that I knew the sound of. And so if I was able to fiddle around with a guitar long enough and have the patience, I could I could teach myself these tunes. And I am a self-taught guitar player. I don't think I've ever paid for a lesson in my life. But, um, but anyway, so yeah, I guess it was in my early 20s. I was just kind of goofing around, playing some open mics. Um, I would do like a mix of original stuff, which is kind of like instrumental acoustic progressive weird stuff um and uh and then you know sometimes i would need to buffer the 10 minutes that they gave me with some other material so i was like okay well what the hell maybe i'll play some mario tunes or something and then there was like an overwhelming response to that um (laughs) (laughs) you know a bunch of a bunch of fellow 20 year olds sitting around at a at a cafe you know you can imagine a bunch of university students or something like that with their beers in hand getting all excited because somebody is playing um playing the mario tune on stage rather than i don't know the usual kind of like singer songwriter fair um yeah and then uh and through doing that actually um our bass player chris mcknight was uh, attending one such open mic and approached me and said hey we should work on some music together so said absolutely let's do it i've never <laughs> i never expected this to to develop into into something collaborative i would always just kind of go out there and be like okay well this is my thing and and we'll see what comes of it uh and so yeah so he joined and then our we we kind of like did a, a similar thing where we would start to develop um doing some medleys of, of video game music and play some original music on the side and then earlier when i was talking about booking the runaway four we had um 
I had one of my friends who's like, can I just get you guys to do a full set of that video game stuff that you do for this nerdy event that I'm putting on? And then um, and then the other two members that we have now, Alan Hepner and Chris Doughty, uh, were brought on board just to help fill out the sound. And, um, and we just kind of expected it to be a one-off gig. But, uh, but we got invited back the next year and we're like, well, why don't we just put both feet in, brand ourselves with something that is video game centered. And, uh, and that's kind of how the Runaway 4 was born. Awesome. That's a great <laughs> origin awesome. story, that's actually. Origin, yeah. <laughs> well, um, we'll talk a tiny bit more about uh, Runaway 4 when we get back, but let's do a little quick song break. What do we have coming up next, Josh? Oh, next is one of my faves. It's uh, Rob Kovacs, a.k.a. 88-Bit, and he's going to play his Final Fantasy prelude from the original Final Fantasy game. And the thing I really love about this track is that there are no effects on the song. He plays manual delay um, on, on those notes that you're about to hear, and it's really impressive. It just blows me away every time. Awesome. Let's take a listen. That was the prelude from Final Fantasy, arranged by 88-Bit or uh, Rob Kovacs. Rob is such a cool guy, and he is such a talented pianist. I got a chance to talk to him back, I think it was last year at MagWest, and um, we just had a great conversation. He's just a really, really nice guy. And um, I've, I've watched a few of his, his live things. He's just a remarkable musician, and his love for 8-Bit music covers on the piano is um nothing short of amazing actually yeah and it's legit fandom too have you seen his massive shelf of nes titles oh yeah oh, oh yeah. 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 yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> that guy's got a mad collection you know what's the most impressive thing to me is um i remember when i was maybe early teens i was interested in learning how to play video game music on the piano and i was immediately stymied by like this stuff is not playable by a human being and you know i there are songbooks there are arrangements they're almost always simplified because they're these were written obviously for like sound channels and things for old sound chips rob has made it his mission to basically play these things 
as close to note accurate or the way it is, you know, almost as exactly as it would be, which is an incredible feat of performance and ability. And I don't know how he does it, obviously time and practice, but like, this is not something that any random pianist can do. This is really high level skill stuff. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Rob is a cool guy. And I hope we see more live events from him, you know, when the world isn't completely shut down from, uh, having you know events in person anymore uh so but i mean you know the the virtual stuff is is still pretty wild because you could watch him play it live and you can actually see his hands so <laughs> it makes it even a little more better yeah, he, he has a pretty great camera setup so you can actually see what he's doing and I, i've seen a couple of his uh virtual performances i also had the privilege of hosting him live in the jam space which was really really awesome concert but even still remote it turns out pretty great but i wanted to kind of jump back to you a little bit josh and Mm. you mentioned that you had met up with some of the bandmates over at uh runaway four but uh is that how you discovered the vgm community i mean obviously you were interested in video game music before you know you're learning some of that on guitar but how did you actually discover this broader community well yeah that's kind of funny you should ask no there was um there wasn't really much of a VGM community in Vancouver, at least that I was aware of. Um, there is another band here called Missing No. They've been active, inactive here and there, but they were actually founded a little bit before us. But I just kind of got into it sincerely wanting to do it for myself. I didn't know that there was a much broader international scene. Um, I think actually, like we were aware of MAGFest and, and those kind of events and stuff. We just didn't have any connection to it, really. I think what really broke us into the scene proper was in 2016, Ian Lucky of Patient Corgi, also Kirby's Dream Band, also Fling- Flamingo Moon, now his solo project. He and uh, and his partner, Cece, they were heading up Patient Corgi and pulling together this tribute album, 64, um, which was going to be a... a compilation album from a bunch of different acts and that was really our first push to do a a proper studio recording Um, because until then we had only really been live we had like recorded some of our music before but you know everything that's live will naturally have little errors of performance here and there sound issues what have you Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah Ian was definitely um, was definitely a driving force for helping us connect with the larger community and, and get our name out there well, that, that makes perfect sense. And I actually know um, Ian Lucky. He's a very, very nice guy. I'm, I've been probably through you and a few other folks have gotten a little closer with some of the, the, the VGM bands out there. And it's a really welcoming community. I mean, our little circle is also very welcoming, but it's a little bit more of the uh, hiding behind the computer, listening to podcasts, maybe listening to old, uh, you know, the classic stuff straight from the chip. But there is a very live and active scene about people performing. And this is, I wanted to bring this back up because you mentioned it towards the beginning of the show, but Runaway 4 is specifically known for its medleys. I remember you have Mm. a Castlevania medley that's about 15 minutes long. So I'm curious what it is about that that draws you to the medleys because it's not an everyday kind of thing. It's not like all video game music bands are doing this kind of thing. No, definitely. And I think it does have its roots in the early days when Chris McKnight and I were were working just the two of us together. Um, there was definitely a draw to medleys because like, it, it might be more common for bands to stick to one song, make an arrangement of it, you know, play it twice over and, and end, end it or, or develop it somehow, do a solo over it or something like that. But um, 
but I, I really do appreciate the breadth and diversity of video game music. And so having something where you play something once and then and then move on to something new, I find is a little bit more exciting, um, at least from a performer standpoint. <laughs> That's for well, sure. I think from a listening standpoint, too, only because rather than know what you're going to get like ahead of time, if it's a medley, going in you're like what's going to be next what's going to be next oh am i going to recognize this track am i you know like oh my like that comes from you know castlevania or that comes from you know katamari or you know like there's so much uh kind of anticipation and not knowing what's next that kind of hidden aspect or uh you know anticipation i i guess that's draws me into the medleys for sure Definitely. And I think one of my favorite things to get from the audience is that kind of response. Of, oh, I recognize that. Like, you know, we've had gigs where somebody comes up to us and like, I can't believe you played that obscure track from Bahamut Lagoon or, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like like those deep cuts. And that that is another appeal of, of doing the medleys is that you can kind of build like a musical flow or a thematic flow where you get the chance to get some of those deeper cuts in there and, and give them a proper context. Kind of reach to a, a wider audience too. Cause you know, like yeah. some people might not know the Bahamut Lagoon track, but know like the three others around it. So uh, yeah, well, you've already got them for it. So you sneak in something a little bit more obscure it's, and it's you like, know, it's like, it's like, <laughs> it's like a, you know, like parents who uh, mix uh, like green, like vegetables into their kids' food. <laughs> Uh, and it is a bit of a flex on our part too i guess it's like hey do you know this one do you know this one that's what this show is all about that's true but what what i do really love about that is it is an opportunity to hear tracks that don't get played as much i mean as much as i love so much of the video game music that is popular i think sometimes brian and i make it a point on this show specifically to highlight things maybe it's even a composer that's pretty well known but a soundtrack that pretty much nobody has heard of or Sometimes it's way off in the deep end. So I think we share that common love of obscurity <laughs> while still, you know, paying our respects to the to the huge world of well, fairly well-known music. But <laughs> yeah, got to play the hits. <laughs> of course, of course. How do you stay popular, right? But I also wanted to mention this because I think one thing that contributes to your concerts is the costumes. You guys oh, love man. your costumes. <laughs> the the Urara, like costume, I got to say, like whoever, whoever thought the, the Space Channel 5 was a good idea is... <laughs> Definitely got my vote. And that's on okay. Josh. <laughs> yeah, you, I have your vote. That's, <laughs> that, that was all me. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I um, Yeah, I do love the costumes. It was kind of like a, a last minute thing when we put on our first show and then we decided going for it. Okay, maybe we should put a little bit more effort into this um, and, and switch it up once in a while. Of course, it can be hard sometimes with all of the stuff that we have going on, learning new music, um, recording and performing and stuff to actually dedicate time to coming up with new cosplay. Like I think I've been Dr. Eggman for a long time. And, and I don't know that, uh, that jacket's made out of fleece. It's not exactly good for hot weather. And I, <laughs> I'm afraid to wash it, uh, you know, with, for fear that it'll t just kind of dissolve in the wash or something at this point. But, um, but I definitely need to come up with some new cosplays. Uh, uh, <laughs> So one of my oh, favorite great. cosplays actually that that has been on stage with the band is uh, is our bass player Chris McKnight. He had this immaculate um, King Katamari costume that uh, that unfortunately he doesn't wear often for obvious reasons. It's a little unwieldy. <laughs> it, it's hard to really bop and get into the music when you have this massive thing on your head that you have to make sure it doesn't fall off or, or get damaged. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, I can imagine. Yeah, I, I think um, I'm trying to remember. I think your drummer usually dresses up as Toad, which seems like a pretty pragmatic costume. A little little room for air, you know, not mm-hmm. too sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, coming back to deep cuts, actually, he does also have. I guess you could call it like the Dark Toad or the Reverse Universe Toad, where um, it's actually Hinopio from Super Mario RPG. That's super obscure, um, but like the shopkeeper who's in the volcano in that game, um, oh. who, who basically looks like Toad, <laughs> but his his um, his cap, I guess you could say, is black with like flames on it, and he wears a black vest and he wears cool shades, and he's just like the cooler Toad because everybody else in that game is just a regular Toad. So you've got to have something that fits the volcano theme. <laughs> I just remember that guy charging me way too much to sleep on some crates. <laughs> oh, but you got to be next to all those little figurines, of the, uh, what was it, the, the F-Zero <laughs> models true. and stuff that he's got in the back. Oh, wow. We're getting deep. <laughs> okay, well, let's move into our next track here. Josh, what'd you bring for us? Uh, we have um, Jump Up Superstar, covered by Tiggs and Console. This is from Super Mario Odyssey.
So that was Jump Up Superstar by Tiggs and Console from Super Mario Odyssey. What a voice. Yeah. yeah. I love Tiggs's voice so much. And I actually only learned about her from attending Virtual VGM Fest. I had never heard of her before, and I definitely want to see what she's up to in the future. Huzzah! That was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's uh, she's really fun and, and sweet to talk to. And then you hear her sing, and you're like, wow, there is a full voice there. Um, she really knows how to deliver her notes. And yeah, you just like listening to her sing is is. It's, it's a lot to, to put in a smaller package. You know what I mean? I agree. I mean, she's got just a powerful voice. And uh, I, I don't know much about her other than, you know, this you know video I'm watching. But, like, just a really – the band just looks like they're having so much fun. And, and she's just, you know, doing her thing and, and going right along with everybody. And I just love it. I, I think there's so much great energy. And uh, it, it sounds like it could be just right out of the game. So – very cool, very cool. Yeah, yeah and pro- definitely. Props to console. I feel like there's mm-hmm. been this big trend recently in this big band arrangements of video game music, and I feel like in some ways it's almost like it has finally arrived. This is what I've always wanted from VGM covers and arrangements. <laughs> nice, nice. So Tiggs is just the same, because I'm not familiar with uh, either um, of the uh, the bands or either of the uh, individuals here. So Tiggs is the singer and console is the, the band. Yeah. Is that how it is? Yeah, that's right. I actually okay. got to see Tiggs and Console perform together for the first time when um, when the Runaway Four was invited to Magfest in 2019, and they were on the main stage. I believe it was the night before, and yeah, Tiggs was up there delivering. I think they also had um, the composer for Cuphead, and so yeah, like you said, Gene, there was like this huge realization of the big band VGM and and kind of like all that it could be. And um, yeah, Tiggs was part of that, also doing Jump Up Superstar at that concert, I believe. Um, Yeah, it was just an incredible experience. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you know, actually, one of the reasons why this track was played is you mentioned it, Brian, briefly. You said you were watching the video. This is actually what we're watching or, you know, for the recording of the show was from Virtual VGM Fest 7. And we'll talk more about that. But what is Virtual VGM Fest? What is Bonus Stage, as it is soon to be called, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> Virtual VGM Fest is a monthly concert series that I've been running since April of 2020. It features a wide variety of VGM musical acts. We are able to stream people in from all over the globe um, in all sorts of genres, and it's free to watch on Twitch. That's awesome. I started off kind of as a, is just like, let's see how this goes, right? Like I'm not, I don't know much about how the, the, uh, the humble beginnings go, but now it's becoming quite a, a massive event. Yeah. Uh, it, it started out, um, kind of as a brainchild. The band was having a hard time getting through, um, I guess you could say the con dry season from like late fall to early spring. There's, you know, I mean, minus a couple of conventions, there's not a lot for for live bands to do. And so we were trying to think of ways that we could get live on stream, maybe involve a couple other acts. Um, This was all pre-COVID as well. So uh, the plan was that we were going to be on the very first virtual VGM Fest, and then lockdown started to happen around the country. Uh, We weren't able to get together uh, to practice or perform. So I, I still kind of like put in the effort and, and asked, you know, those who we had reached out to if they were able to perform like a solo set, do something that was safe to do, um, but still, you know, have 
a live show to present on the internet for uh, you know the VGM community. Awesome. Yeah. One of the reasons why we were excited to have you on, not just because of Runaway 4, which is a, a great band and you guys have some really great music, but also because of the dedication and time that you're putting into this virtual meetup, essentially, for video game music cover bands. And so, uh, you know, 2020 was a was a rough one, especially for people like live bands performing. Mm-hmm. So you fell into this, like it, the, the perfect time for, for that. So <laughs> the timing was not intentional, <laughs> but it did really work out. You were yeah, virtual before it was cool. It's really kind of odd that you were building out the logistics for this thing. And it happened to be right in time because, you know, a lot of these other live events were being canceled left and right. And mm-hmm. suddenly you were one of the few people that was sort of perfectly positioned to have this event ready to go for this exact structure. And I think we're all feeling the pain. I mean, many of our friends have been affected. It's not just about the events themselves or or the money, but, you know, there's this sense of community that is really hard to capture by not seeing people at these live events. And I'm really, I feel like bonus stage for me has been the closest I've gotten to that. Um, in a oh, lot of thanks. ways. And and it's really, I, I mean that, you know, very personally, like I'm not just saying that to say, oh, bonus stage is this great community event. It really, <laughs> it really feels almost like you're there, you know, despite the limitations and you do a great job as a host. And I just enjoy it thoroughly to watch these bands discover new music. And, and it's been really awesome. And I, I wanted to know what the community response has been to bonus stage. Oh gosh. Well, I mean, the first show, the first virtual VGM fest was kind of an experiment. Um, you know, I didn't have any plans then to like continue doing it. I just wanted to like do it once and see how it went. And, um, and the response of that show, like people in the chat are like doing, we, we want more. I think Ian Cowell, one of the first acts that we had on the show also was like, Josh, like, this is a, this is amazing. You have to do this again. And so I kind of, um, impromptu at the end of the show, just kind of, you know, was trying to wrap things up and was like, oh, I think I might be able to pull this off on a monthly basis. What do you guys think? (laughs) And, uh, you know, it just kind of like sealed my fate from there. Uh, (laughs) But um, yeah, it's, it's been, uh, yeah, it has been a lot of work um, to keep doing it every month. Uh, I have had like one or two months off. Actually, our last one, we had kind of like a, a collaboration with the dwelling of duels community, um, which was nice because then I was able to get a little bit more time for myself, uh, during this, <laughs> during the, the stream. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been a lot of work and definitely a labor of love. Yeah. I hope, you know, doing a monthly doesn't burn you out because I'd hate to see them diminish or go away. So, you know, give yourself all the time you need, but keep putting them out because it's a, it's a lot of fun. It, and it is like Gene said, you know, I was thinking about it too, you know, like the, the, the virtual thing at first, you know, I was thinking, ah, oh, you know, it's not the same and not necessarily VGM fest, but like it just other events that have been going on, um, mm-hmm. you know, over this year trying to turn into more of a virtual thing. And the more I realized it, uh, the more I started thinking like, you know, it's actually making things a little bit more global in a sense um, that, yeah, we can't smell the sweat off of each other's backs um, for, for better or worse. Uh, but <laughs> but honestly, I would have thought of, but yeah, but, but, true. but no, but I was I was thinking like because I was watching um, I like back before COVID, I was watching um, a lot of the demo scene stuff live because it, it was streaming from like three different cameras and I, I that's something that I, I always wanted to go to a lot of these these um, you know demo parties and I couldn't go and then being part of it and being able to chat with people like as things were being played as 
uh, awards were going on, um, getting to vote. Like, like I was part of it, even though I was, you know, on the other side of the globe. And so I think this gives people an opportunity who can't go to, you know, MAGFest every year or can't go to MAGWest or can't go to these other um, kind of venues and events, mm-hmm. giving them that opportunity to kind of be a part of it. And so, um, or, you know, even have the money because it's not exactly cheap to fly from California over to, you know, DC. Well, uh, anywhere really. Yeah. I mean, an event is just, you know, just think about hotel costs, travel costs, the arrangements you have to make. I, I, I think there's a certain kind of freedom that comes from these virtual events that, you know, despite its limitations, it does allow people that can't always travel. And that was actually something I learned when, when some of these things were starting to happen is that there are a lot of folks out there that maybe just can't travel for one reason or another. And now they have this opportunity to have these really professional, high quality events come to them in a sense. So I think mm-hmm. from that perspective, it's been very positive. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And even on um, even on the producer side of things, I can tell you it's very nice to have very little operating budget. You know, we don't have to book the acts from Chile and Russia and the UK. Um, you know, they can just stream directly to us. And then, you know, I mean, I do accept donations uh, as part of the show to help support the artists. Um, but, you know, like otherwise, I don't really have any overhead to speak of. It's really nice to, to bring together a global roster of acts and just put that into people's homes. Awesome. Let's go ahead and jump into another track here. This is pretty cool. This is called You Will Be the Hero of This Effing Gym. <laughs> this was uh, arranged by Eric WK uh, from Violent Storm. So let's take a listen.
That was You Will Be the Hero of This Effing Gym by Eric WK from Violent Storm. And I really love that track. That was the single off of Eric's most recent release, Athletic Aesthetic. And one of the other things that I do on the Bonus Stage channel is I host listening parties for album releases and such. Um, And so we actually had Eric WK, um, as well as some of the other musicians that he collaborated uh, on that album with, uh, on the bonus stage show for a album release party. And that was a lot of fun. Cool. Oh yeah. This God. track is yeah. so much fun. So mm. much energy. I love it. I was at that release party and it was incredible. Josh had his Ron Burgundy getup, mustache <laughs> included. Eric was dressed up like basically Eric always does, but slightly more eighties. So, you know, basically <laughs> California beachwear, And it was just like, anime clips and get pumped up everybody was just going for the whole athletic um vibe just like i I couldn't tell when people were being serious or were just kind of goofing off but it was it was amazing a little column a a little column b yeah i think i i took on the role to be kind of the straight man in in that show and try to keep the, the show moving because eric will derail things as much as he can it's it's part of his humor for sure uh <laughs> Cool. Yeah, the great track, and I, I really I listened to this album, and I very much recommend just picking up the whole thing. It's super fun, a lot of lot of energy. I've listened to some of his other stuff before. Um, he did a, a an Alberto Jose Gonzalez tribute album, right? Yeah, Many years yeah, ago. Right. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah, really cool. It's on Bandcamp. We'll put a link in the show notes for sure. But uh, yeah, awesome track. So this goes along with uh, the stuff we were talking about, live events, bonus stage. Um, I wanted to kind of talk to you about this, Josh. I think it's been really impressive from what I've seen. Bonus stage is a pretty small affair, but you're still able to do a lot of this really impressive stuff. I mean, you're hosting the event live on Twitch. You're handling switching to multiple bands, live streaming their performances. That's a lot of logistics, first of all. But I'm curious, how is the process of just running these events? Um, well, I think the large part of the workload falls on the cat herding category. Um, just mm-hmm. being able to curate the acts, just be able to make sure that we have a reliable channel of communication. I always try to keep things you know, in my email inbox if I can help it, but sometimes there's more time-sensitive matters and you have to go and, and hunt people down on their preferred communication channels, be it social media or Discord or even just calling them over the phone just to check in on things. Um, so that really is, is I think, probably the largest part of putting the show together. The um, the the streaming software, I use Streamlabs. Um, we're just going to get right into all of the technical nitty-gritty here. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> get but, into uh, it. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, for all of the... Uh, I guess it, it displays a lot um, a lot more complex than, than it is, at least on my end, because... All I'm doing with these artists um, is is using streams that they send out, recapturing it and bouncing it back through um, through my channel with my own overlays and, and chat features and things like that. Um, and so, a large a large part of the technical logistics relies heavily on each artist being able to stream themselves, make sure that their audio and and video quality is um, is acceptable. Um, and uh, and other than that, yeah, I just I, I'm kind of like a, a relay point. I feel like just making sure that we switch in between acts smoothly, and and you know having the um, having the the time in between acts to just kind of like reconnect with the audience and and make sure that everything is um, 
it was going smoothly. Yeah, there's um, there's not not that much. <laughs> so if somebody wanted to be a part of this and they wanted to, you know, be uh, an act or perform mm-hmm. on virtual VGM Fest bonus stage, what would be the avenue to get into that? Um, honestly, you can just send me an email. You can send it to bonusstagevan at gmail.com. Uh, just let me know that you'd be interested in being a part of the show. Um, I do try to make it as open a stage as possible. So not really turning down acts of a specific genre. Um, you know, obviously the show has a, has a VGM focus, but nevertheless, we've had chiptune acts. We've had nerdcore acts. Um, we've even had uh, a couple of original game composers. Um, and, and yeah, I just want to make it as accessible as possible because that's, that also helps me do a little bit of my job with curation is making sure that I always have a decent pool of talent to draw from. Um, and so having people reach out is, um, is usually the best way. Just get at me, at me on, on social or what have you. (laughs) So one thing we haven't mentioned too much is on your typical bonus stage event is about four to six bands. But for the seventh one, you went all out. You went and did something that I thought was truly incredible. Virtual VGM Fest Ultimate. You had 30 bands or 35 bands, some crazy amount. It was a three-day <laughs> event, and it was pretty much just you. What, first of all, got into your head that that was a good idea? And how did you even manage to make that happen? Uh, I, I think I, I sealed my fate once more and uh, and decided that it would be really cool. Um, just, you know, getting towards the end of, of 2020, because this show took place in November. I, I wanted to do um, just kind of like a big hurrah. Uh, for all the shows that we had put on so far. And so I wanted to reach out to as many acts as had previously been on the show to see if they would be able to be a part of it. And honestly, most of them did. I think, yeah, I think in total we had 34 acts. I believe about seven or eight were actually new acts. Um, But again, those had all like reached out to me or I knew them through other people who had been on the show and they were recommended but yeah, so so the curation part of that was actually pretty simple, and also because I had already had a pre-existing working relationship with most of these artists, they were they kind of knew what the show was about. They had familiarity around the flow and things like that, and they also were able to offer a lot of flexibility on availability. So um, so I was able to schedule the show not too difficultly, and everybody was just really easy to work with. Um, yeah, and, and from a technical standpoint, it was just a matter of setting up the scenes in Streamlabs and hitting next when the time was right and, <laughs> you know, checking with people in between acts and stuff like that just to make sure everything was going right. And yeah, I mean, I did have some offers from some very supportive friends in the VGM scene to, to help out. But in the end, I was like, I don't know what to give to you without, you know, creating another point of failure. So we'll just <laughs> we'll just go as we've always done. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Well, why don't we go ahead and jump into our next track here. Josh, what do you have for us? Oh, we have uh, an act from the UK, actually. This band is called Press X, and uh, and they are presenting a song called Bright-Minded Scientist, which is actually like an original song based on uh, the Professor Layton games and uh, and the Unwound Future. Awesome. Let's take a listen.
This letter to me tells me where to go. A clock shop down on Midland Road. Patten by whom? A friend or a foe. In time, my dear boy will know. Shall we jet set into the future? To see what we become. I can see that time has been on your side. But people on the streets have been talking. And they say it ain't on my No puzzle and song. And then you may face so familiar, I gave chase, but she was gone without a trace. Around the corner, I gave chase. Flat back to the back, she was killed in a blast. An experiment, I was a gas. London never knew of this travesty. The truth is hidden, locked away under papers and pens. Never hear of this tragedy again, but they could simply not pretend, they could simply not repent. Now they've created this creature, one who's held the time revenge. I can see that time hasn't been very kind. From beneath the depths, this stronghold of madness will now rise. So stay with me inside this future. Gentlemen, needs no introduction. Call it what you want, divine intervention. But coming for you now is Professor Layton. Did he save you from this evil contraption?
That was Bright-Minded Scientist by Press X, which is an original song based on Professor Layton and the Unwound Future. I can kind of hear it, the kind of influence or infusion there, because um, I was a huge fan of the Professor Layton games, at least the first three I played uh, a lot. And it does have a particular kind of aura about the soundtrack. It has this kind of um, mysterious, but kind of um, a little bit dancey-ness to it. But um, really, really cool track. Yeah, I played the first three or four Professor Layton games, and I think this one was probably my favorite story, so I'm kind of glad that he told the story of Unwound Future in a song. And actually, that's been a really interesting trend in VGM that I've noticed in the last couple of years, and I don't remember this being the case like a decade ago. There's a lot of these bands like Press X that are taking original music inspired by VGM. It's not just straight covers. It's their own music. Mm-hmm. I, I know you featured a few artists like that on bonus stage, but it's kind of great to see that expand beyond just like straight covers. And it's a lot easier to license too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't even think about that. Oh <laughs> awesome. uh, yeah. But press X is, uh, is amazing. And, and they do a lot of, um, a lot of those style of songs, original compositions with a nerdy theme about a video game. Um, they do also cover some other vocal tracks. Um, you know, obviously they're a very high energy kind of like true rock band. Yeah, and Amran is uh, is an amazing singer. So really, really good to have them on the show. Awesome. Let's take a step away from the music and talk about Bonus Stage Vancouver. This is something mm. I'm not too familiar about. Uh, Gene, you had some notes here about the the organization as a whole. Yeah, so as, as we've kind of talked about, Bonus Stage... Um, is the name of Josh's organ. We'll ask you about that. It's also now the name of the live events, but we're, we're here to talk about the parent organization, Bonus Stage Van or Bonus Stage Vancouver. So what is it, Josh? What is Bonus Stage Vancouver? Oh, uh, oh bonus- wow. I just, I just realized right now, Bonus Stage Van, I, th- I thought like you were talking about like, like, you know, you get in the back of a van uh, and, and oh, yeah. drive Josh, down to California. Josh, the first time we've heard that joke. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's, he's the, he says the Chris Farley joke about a van by the river all the time in his various uh, live events. Yeah, I got yeah, the I just, it just clicked. It, it just clicked right now. Like, I mean, oh, that's where yeah, I come from. The, the van, I mean, it's a lot shorter and, um, and easier to say than Vancouver. It looks a little bit better on social media tags too. But um, but bonus stage, uh, the birth of bonus stage, I guess, can be traced back to around 2015, when myself from the Runaway Four, Thomas from Missing No, one of the other local geeky greats here in Vancouver, Chris Narati, he was doing a um, a debate show, a comedy debate show called Geeks versus Nerds, and they would debate, you know, like oh Gandalf versus Yoda, who's the bigger badass you know and so we decided oh wouldn't it be great if you know outside of the local conventions we had our own show that we put together kind of like a variety show so you would have like comedy and live music and also in vancouver there's a big burlesque scene and so in in integrating some some nerdy video game themed burlesque into the show and so bonus stage was just kind of like that's what it was it was it was our own annual offering to the vancouver nerd scene um, just a variety show that would happen once a year. Um, lots of fun, actually. And and putting that on, we've had about four local shows now. Oh, very cool. You yeah. said it was annually, so it started in 2015. Mm-hmm. And this is separate, right? These are 
this is its own kind of thing, but I kind of want to understand what is the relationship between Bonus Stage the event and Bonus Stage Vancouver the organization? Uh, well, I mean, that is, that's where the name Bonus Stage really came from. When I started doing the virtual VGM Fest, you know, I did it um, as the Runaway 4, as Josh from the Runaway 4. And then, um, and then shortly after that show had finished, uh, uh, you know, everybody knew that we were going to keep doing it on a more regular basis. Some of the artists came forward and were like, well, why don't you try um, branding it as, as something else rather than the Runaway 4 thing? Because we weren't even on that show and we wouldn't be on it every time. And so I was like, oh, well, I've got this lovely brand just sitting here idle. You know, we would usually be doing live events, but we can't now. So why don't we just kind of keep our involvement in the VGM scene going and um, and use that name for, yeah, just like the name behind Virtual VGM Fest. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something else you mentioned to me uh, offhanded, you know, not in not even before the show, but several months ago, you had talked about making Bonus Stage Vancouver a nonprofit. And I'm curious... Do you have any specific plans for that? Is that something that's in the works? What's what's going on there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've actually we have registered as a nonprofit. So as of March last year, we were registered and we've got our society number. Um, and the the goal with that is to be able to apply to some of those sweet sweet BC Arts grants and <laughs> be able to access some public funding for our events, being able to. Um, offer guarantees to local musicians as well as being able to have a little bit more budget to bring in international acts, increase tourism, um, all of those sorts of angles. Just be able to um, be a little bit more legitimized and and to access some funds to do some bigger things than what we could do otherwise. Oh, that's, that's great. Awesome. I, yeah. I didn't think about the the funding aspect so much um, when, you, when you're talking about a nonprofit, but that makes a lot more sense because then you have some actual backing to to help out with some of these events so it's a really smart way to do it yeah definitely yeah. it's been a goal for a while and i'm happy that we finally put it together and i really like the idea about not only legitimizing the organization so it's more formalized but this idea of making vgm more visible and uh you know contributing to the local economy you know you're specifically organized around vancouver but there are organizations like this throughout the country or throughout Various countries, actually. So <laughs> I, I do think there's a sense of staking your claim and making something real rather than just having this fuzzy event. So I do commend you for that effort. Oh, thank you. Awesome. We have a track uh, that we want to play here. Um, I love this one so much by IQ. Mm. And this track comes from Kingdom Hearts, and it's called In My Heart. So let's take a listen. We'll be right back. Even if the world falls apart, I'll still keep you right in my heart. And though the road we travel is long, I'll still keep you right in my heart. And even if the valley is dark, odds stacking against us from the moment we start. Know your very existence keeps a place in my heart. Cause I'll still keep you right in my heart because you're still in my heart. Even if the world falls apart, I'ma still keep you right in my heart. Because you're still in my heart. And though the road we travel is long, I'ma still keep you right in my heart Because you're still in my heart And even if the valley is dark Odds stacking against us from the moment we start Though your very existence keeps a place in my heart Cause I'm still keep you right in my heart Because you're still in my heart I wake up to all the madness The pain that I feel inside Leaving me hollow about your passing Never thought it would happen 
One day you were here, the next you were gone Wondering where the time went, disbelief my reaction If life were an RPG, I'd scour the world to undo the madness Something to bring your life back See, it was just yesterday that you were telling me you were happy Now all I see is sadness In wake of a heartless land, steadily drifting toward the darkness Wondering where my heart went Nothing that feels the same Constant reminders of how the world's changed Things that were separated and scattered across some fragments I'm fighting to gather pieces and driven towards a madness A pain that is so familiar I wish it would never happen But never can we control Our time to spend on this planet Through galaxies that we travel To finding a greater level A state of coherence That would lead to a metaphysical point of existence From our dreams we emerge Shedding physical composition To which we're immersed Cause it hurts to be mistreated and fighting for all your worth Swimming towards the surface for air Cause you're submerged Life bar is receding All your options depleted No continues left to move on If you're defeated Between us there is a feeling Bonding the lies we share Helping us move the mountains Wherever they shall appear Through the years if we're lucky Through moments if we are not So long as I can fight by your side Then I will My friends I will never leave you Yes I will always care Remember me through all of your feelings Challenge your fears Through them we gain a freedom See it starts in the mind Life is truly living While leaving worries behind And we ride And even if the world falls apart I'ma still keep you right in my heart Because you're still in my heart And though the road we travel is long I'ma still keep you right in my heart Because you're still in my heart And even if the valley is dark Odds stacking against us from the moment we start Though your very existence keeps a place in my heart Cause I still keep you right in my heart See every day I've been given a life that I'm blessed to live in A world that I have no privilege to see my life's value in it I'm forced to make quick decisions to challenge a jaded system Just to create a place, everybody can have a space And I look in the mirror to analyze what I'm feeling I see my mouth making movements but there's no words that I'm hearing So it leads me to think that there's none left to listen And I pray for a blessing to give me a clearer vision And I'm quick to make my incision and operate on the world Fighting for all the keys to the kingdom or so I'm told Never stop with my movement, never stop my improving Continuously leveling up and power boosting I'll never submit to failure one day We'll watch that sea, together we will share all our lives Right there on that beach And though I know this challenge is hard It starts within me, building up a kingdom of hearts I'll set you all free, believe That even if the world falls apart I'll still keep you right in my heart Still keep you right in my heart Because you're still in my heart And even if the valley is dark I'm stacking against us from moment when we start Know your very existence keeps a place in my heart Cause I'll still keep you right in my heart Because you're still in my heart And even if the world falls apart I'll still keep you right in my heart And though the world we travel is long I'll still keep you right in my heart and even if the valley is dark, odds stacking against us from the moment we start. Know your very existence keeps a place in my heart, because I'll still keep you right in my heart, because you're still in my heart. That was In My Heart by IQ from Kingdom Hearts. Um, I, I had my tissues at the ready listening to that track. Um, <laughs> uh, it gets uh, me every time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a good track. Uh, I, IQ, um, Chris Allen, he's just such a... A really sincere and heartfelt performer and song like lyric writer 
um you know and and to have him on bonus stage um as well he just he performs and you can see him like tearing up you can see his emotions just like radiate out from him he's so sincere and and wonderful to watch and um he says a lot of really powerful and meaning meaningful stuff i can tell like this game had a lot of um, impact or had a, had a strong impact on him. Um, and I, I think that's a, a big takeaway from a lot of the games, right? From from other people as well, other groups and other bands. And even Gene and I, like, we have, like, a really, like, strong connection with certain music. And uh, I watched some of his other videos, not necessarily game-related stuff. And it's just really talented guy. Yeah, for me, what I love most about this song is I think he captures a very difficult to discuss sentiment, you know, losing someone close to you. And, mm-hmm. you know, it shows you can uh, you can use VGM as a vehicle to talk about difficult topics. It's not just, you know, no offense to anybody, but another cover of a Mario tune. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a really it's a really powerful message. And, you know, I think the music is well chosen and his lyrics are just fabulous. And, yeah, this is one that I find a little hard to get through. You know, I, I, I do have some. I think we all maybe once you get to a certain age have enough experiences with personal loss and I, I you know I wasn't expecting to be as affected by it when I first heard it during uh, I can't remember which I think it was ultimate but virtual VGM fest and it's just a really powerful song mm-hmm. so now if all goes well this show should be coming out uh, in the beginning of February hopefully and we have just enough time to get into your next live event we'll give you enough lead in here Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Bonus Stage Cross or Bonus Stage X. <laughs> bonus Stage Cross. <laughs> <laughs> because it's the it's the X bonus stage slash virtual VGM fest event. It is yeah. the X version, yeah. And if you're gonna have a tenth of anything in video games, I think you you'd be remiss not to call it X or cross. Oh no, God. you guys never played like Japanese games that use a cross in there and they call it cross for everything. That's why I always thought, oh, press X is actually press cross. It's a cross button, not an X button. I don't say oh. it's like the 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 A button or the square button on a PlayStation controller. So <laughs> trying to go get the video game theme. The cross means something a little bit different to North Americans in general, I think. So X is <laughs> <laughs> bonus stage cross. My goodness. Um, yeah, so it is our 10th show. Um, I'm really excited for this lineup, actually. We've got a lot of really great acts, all new. Uh, well, actually, mostly new. A couple of them have been on the show in one way or another. Um, why don't I just run through the lineup real quick? Um, we've got console, uh, not to be confused with console or the consoles. Actually, the console that's going to be on Bonus Stage X are a Hawaiian act. Um, really excited to have somebody who's a little bit behind me in terms of time zones uh, <laughs> <laughs> for once. Um, but uh, but yeah, they're amazing. Uh, we do have Shipless, who's a Russian VGM pianist. Uh, she does some really amazing covers on YouTube. Recommend going and checking her out. Oh, she's uh, we great, have, yeah. yeah. Oh, you've seen her? I've watched a couple of her videos, yeah, because I remember there were... Um, you, her name had come up in your chat. I think a lot of people had recommended her, and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I haven't heard of it. Let me go check it out. Beautiful, just great pianist. Yeah, definitely. She was unfortunately, um, due to technical reasons, we had her um, booked for the holiday special on December 12th, and uh, her computer decided to stop cooperating with Streamlabs, and so she <laughs> she had to get all new hardware and cancel her appearance at that show. But um, but we've got her back, and she's ready to go for February 13th. Um, we also have Sybil Grace, 
Um, she's a, a guitarist, and we actually, the Runaway Four, got to meet her um, on our tour last, uh, oh gosh, in 2019, uh, the summer we had a tour with Kirby's Dream Band. We met her uh, and one of her bands that she was performing in Portland. Uh, for Bonus Stage X, she's going to be doing an entirely Stardew Valley themed set. Uh, and she does have a preview for that on her YouTube channel. I recommend you go and look her up. And she she asked me to help her out with her YouTube channel a little bit. She needs 100 subs so she can get a nice uh, custom URL. So why don't you <laughs> go and, uh, and search for her, uh, look for her Stardew Valley song and, uh, and hit subscribe there. Um, we also have Nerdcore Duo and regular streamers themselves, Geek Swag. Um, really excited to see their set. We have Joe Newman, and there's a suffix to his show as well. Joe Newman and his electric whistle tube. He's a UE player and a sax player. And actually, you did hear him earlier on in Eric WK's track. He played the saxophone on that track. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, and so he's going to put on um, just kind of like his own UE uh, performance. He says he wasn't able to like secure performing the tenor saxophone because he's got a one or a one and a half year old daughter who, you know, it, it feels like one of those, those really bad Mario party uh, mini games where the, the whole goal is not to wake somebody um, like the giant <laughs> wiggler or something like that. Right. Um, yeah. And then lastly, um, this isn't an order of, of appearance on the show by any means, but we also have Jer Roke of martial art uh, who you also heard earlier. Oh yeah, I I saw him. I think he did a bit of a solo show in one of your previous VGM fests, or I I thought he did, but uh, I may be mistaken on that. But he's he's also fantastic. I I feel like I kind of know half of these bands just by osmosis at this point, but mm. I'm still excited for the next show. So when and where is this event? Uh, so it's going to be on Saturday, February 13th. We are starting at 4 p.m. Pacific. That's 7 p.m. Eastern time. And it's going to be on the Bonus Stage Twitch channel. That's twitch.tv slash bonus stage van. Awesome. Yeah, I don't know exactly if anybody here is listening and, and is not familiar with Bonus Stage or Virtual VGM Fest. One thing I really want to stress is just the huge variety of acts that have come up. I mean, we're now at you're almost up to about 60 different performers that have played <laughs> on Bonus Stage since April. And the list just keeps growing, the the variety, the diversity of acts in every sense of the word. It's been really inspiring to see, and I, I we didn't really talk about it so much in the previous section, but I wanted to make special mention of that because it's, you know, it may have started as a very humble, let's do a virtual VGM event, but it's kind of become this much more encompassing, encapsulated event. And I really want to see where it goes. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> 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 uh yeah i do i do try to make sure that it's not just like a single genre or you know single representation so to speak uh, i do i'm eclectic myself so i want to make sure that um that we have a good mix of music being represented on on the stage and i do try to keep it as an open stage and make sure that you know people feel secure and and welcomed uh, you know if they want to reach out and, and be a part of the show that's really cool well, I do want to bring up the next track here so we don't get too derailed from bonus stage cross. Um, <laughs> no! You've already derailed it. it. <laughs> We've already, we're pointing it. Uh, bonus stage X. Uh, this is from Sybil Grace's All Stardew Valley set, and the track is called Fall. So let's take a listen. We'll be right back.
That was Fall by Sybil Grace from the Stardew Valley soundtrack. I played a lot of Stardew Valley and I love this game. And also, yeah, I really same. love this track. She, Sybil Grace got a, just a super clean guitar sound and I think it works well for this kind of laid back game too. It gives this really just warmth to the yeah. track. So really cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And she's been um, she's been keeping me closely updated on the project because it means a lot to her. And she's stressed how important it is for her to be able to convey the emotion of that game and just kind of like the atmospheric vibe. Um, yeah, and she's clearly done an incredible job portraying that in this track. Absolutely. We played a track from Stardew Valley, like I want to say like last year or something like that right it was one of our christmas episodes actually uh we had we were playing sort of holiday themed music and between that and this i really feel like i should spend more time listening to and playing stardew valley because it feels like it's i'm definitely behind on this one but i know it's like a modern cult classic (laughs) it's it's strange it's like you know it's the perfect 2020 game um that didn't come out in 2020 because (laughs) yeah it's like seriously like um animal crossing uh, Stardew Valley, a- any kind of game that like takes you away from like all the horrible stuff going on in the world and puts you in a place where you really are in control for once uh, is it's just a breath of fresh air. I think it's just yeah. a, a really nice family friendly uh, title that's great for anybody who would you know want to make a farm. I, I mean, I guess it, <laughs> you're growing I guess plants. I don't and really want to make a farm. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> It's really cool. It's a really, it's a really fun game. There's some uh, battle aspects to it, and uh, so I, I can see being uh, excited if you're really passionate about the game. Putting a, you know, a, a soundtrack together based on uh, the game would be really, really exciting, really fun to do. Yeah, and Sybil's going to be on our lineup for Bonus Stage X, um, along with all of those other incredible acts. Um, that you heard about earlier. Um, yeah, really excited for this one. And just to kind of keep the bonus stage and the virtual video game music festivals happening. Yeah. You know, so real quick, Sybil Grace, uh, does she play with a band or is it mostly just her um, on guitar? I, it's I haven't all her. seen her. Um, it's all yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. She, oh. she plays the lead and the, uh, and the rhythms and she does sequencing for the rest of the backing tracks. Wow. Wow. Okay. Oh, that's great. A lot of respect. Mm-hmm. That's great. Well, Josh, cool. it's been really great having you on the show with us today. And Thank you, we've Jay. managed to cover a tremendous amount of VGM in a wide range of styles, like so much, like the differences between all of the tracks have been so huge. It's really been opening my eyes, being a part of these events and, and seeing just what the world is like outside of just old sound chips. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't listen to enough of the, the bands, you know, like I love watching them live and I just haven't listened to enough of the bands uh, like as much as Gene have or obviously as much as you have. And so uh, I had a lot of fun today going through some of the stuff. I'm like, man, I want to listen to more of these bands. And we're going to have links on the uh, on our website where you can listen to some of this music on uh, whether it be Bandcamp or uh, YouTube or however. And uh, so definitely check us out there. If you want to find more about Josh's stuff on Bonus Stage, where can we find that? Uh, well, we've got um, the Bonus Stage Twitch channel is where all the business happens. Uh, so that is twitch.tv slash bonus stage van. As well, you can just find us on social media, uh, bonus stage van as well. 
Um, we do have a YouTube channel. We are also, like Sybil, trying to reach 100 subs so that we can get a nice, uh, easy-to-speak uh, URL. <laughs> <laughs> um, but nevertheless, we do have um, all of our previous virtual VGM Fests uh, uploaded on that channel for viewing, as well as some of our listening uh, parties as well. And also, we will have a link to your band, The Runaway 4, on our site as well. Mm. Any upcoming projects that you want to tell us about other than this um, this awesome new performance that you have lined up? Uh, yeah, definitely. This coming weekend on February 5th, we're going to be hosting a listening party for the Arcadian's new release, Rage Quit 2. Uh, as well, there is <laughs> I love going that to be... title. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, if you, if you listen to Rage Quit 1, you're going to love Rage Quit 2. Um, yeah, and we're going to be playing pinball on stream and, and listening to the tracks and talking about them and, and about our love, our joint love for pinball. <laughs> and and then later on in March, actually, The Runaway 4, uh, we have finally finished our next studio album called The Fast, and it's full of medleys that feature things that go fast. And, uh, <laughs> and we're going to be hosting that on the Bonus Stage Twitch channel as well on March 19th. Awesome. Awesome. So if you want to know more about our show, you can check us out online at pixelatedaudio.com for the show notes, track list, everything we played today, and uh, links to all the stuff as well. We can also be found on Twitter at Pixelated Audio and on our Discord, which you can get from the website. If you're not already there, it's a great place to share music and um, share. We have a, a whole channel based on stuff that is uh, personal creations and, you know, composer ideas and, and, anything else anything under the sun so please share away and uh definitely put some more uh you know cover music in there we've had a lot of people post their own stuff so it's been a lot of fun if you like the show you can leave comments or feedback on the website as well as giving us a review on itunes or uh just email us i don't care whatever you want <laughs> like yeah, just know, come, into, come into the chat and tell us what you think i mean we, we love having conversations with our listeners about what they're they're interested what they want to hear more of what they what they like you know it's been been great when the, the chat's pretty active some days it's a little bit quieter i think you know in many ways 2020 has been a hard year so it's been a little quieter but it's starting to pick back up again and uh join us whenever you like i'll be awesome. there yeah yeah josh <laughs> is great fun <laughs> if you're new to our podcast and you missed the episode that josh was on back in uh the early 100 days back in 102 episode 102 <laughs> wow um take a listen it was a live panel with a bunch of other vgm musicians uh we had let's see inverse phase on episode 88 and extent of the jam all about the sega genesis and hardware yeah i think what else did we do we had some good stuff we had dane um saint on with our last episode yeah we we had we had that live show with chibi tech to go with our live uh our live shows i don't remember what yeah, number that was that our was. last one right yeah right. yeah so uh, any final words, Josh, about this outro track before we end the show? Because we're going to be playing another track here. Yeah, definitely. We have one last track. Um, this is from a, a wonderful album that uh, that I was able to facilitate the listening party for uh, from a good friend, Monty, famously of Kirby's Dream Band. He released a solo album um, called Legend of the Gunstar Heroes. And this is the final track on that album. I couldn't think of a better way to end the show, but this song is called The End of the Battle to Outworld. Awesome. Yeah, very fitting. Thank you guys so much for listening. See you back in a few weeks in the next episode.